Hello and welcome to St Tom's Online. Please find our latest sermon. Hello. Today's reading is from John 2 verses 13 to 22 and I've picked the New Living Translation. Jesus clears the temple. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration, so Jesus went to Jerusalem. In the temple area, he saw merchants selling cattle, sheep and doves for sacrifices. He also saw dealers at tables exchanging foreign money. Jesus made a whip from some ropes and he chased them all out of the temple. He drove out the sheep and the cattle, he scattered the money changers coins over the floor and he turned over their tables. Then, going over to the people who sold doves, he told them, get these things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a marketplace. Then his disciples remembered this prophecy from the scriptures. Passion for God's house will consume me. But the Jewish leaders demanded, what are you doing? If God gave you authority to do this, show us a miraculous sign to prove it. All right, Jesus replied, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. What? They exclaimed. It has taken 46 years to build this temple and you can rebuild it in three days. But when Jesus said this temple, he meant his own body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered he had said this and they believed both the scriptures and what Jesus had said. Hi everyone, my name is Gavin and for those of you who do not know me, I live just down the road from you guys in Fair Oak in Eastley Town Centre. And I am married to Hannah and we have two grown-up daughters and one granddaughter. But we will not be strangers to all of you as we had five really happy years at St Tom's a number of years back. And then about five or six years ago we felt God call us to serve our local community and Thrive Church. Myself and Hannah are part of the leadership team at Thrive and I take responsibility for mission, youth and children's work and everybody's favourite, health and safety and safeguarding. I've known Sean and Abby Marsh, who's part of the St Tom's family, for a number of years, and we've worked together on Unite, which looks to engage young people from around the region with the message of Jesus and to see them encouraged in the life of being a Christ follower. So a little bit more about me. I grew up locally and had a dramatic experience of God when I was 16 years old. Religion or spirituality was not on my radar at all, so it would take something pretty fantastic or someone pretty fantastic to shift me to a place that would um, allow me to follow the teachings of Christ. But that was over 25 years ago and my passion and love for God has grown and I believe he has made me passionate to see people know him, to know him better and to know that they are loved. A Thrive Church is not just our church that we attend, it's also my place of work. We're a little unusual in the fact that we do not have a building that we own or a place we can worship in. In fact, over the last 20 years, we've hired a variety of spaces to hold our services and prayer events in. 
Now there's a bit of a running joke uh, with my friends that before lockdown you could usually find me sat in a local coffee shop. Now there's a couple of reasons for this. First of all, I really love coffee. And second of all, I really love people. I like coffee so much that over the last four or five years, we have hired coffee shops of an evening to run alpha courses and post alpha courses in which we have seen many people discover faith or grow in the faith that they already have. For those that may not have heard of Alpha, Alpha is a multi-week course that gives you a chance to explore the Christian faith in a non-judgmental, non-committal way that has been massively, massively useful to millions of people all over the world. But this morning, that's not what I've come to really talk about. Um, Sean has asked me to speak to you this morning from John 2, verses 13 to 22, regarding the time when Jesus clears the temple courts and if I was to give a title to this talk, I would have to call it The Shape of Love, which I realise sounds like the name of an 80s rock ballad, but I hope, or it's my hope, that we can share a glimpse of how God's love can look different for us at particular times, and that no matter what we experience of God, he is always a loving father. So in John 2 verses 13 to 22, it says... When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found people selling cattle, sheep and doves and others sitting at the tables exchanging money. So he made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned the tables. To those who sold doves, he said, get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then responded to him, what sign can you show us to prove your authority to do this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. They replied, it's taken 46 years to build this temple and you are going to raise it in three days. But the temple he had spoken of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, the disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. This has to be one of the most awkward stories in the New Testament. I've had people say to me, if Jesus is all about love, what is with all this Jesus violence in the temple when he overturns tables of the money changers? Is that an instant of the Old Testament um, wrath of God leaking out? And I have to admit, it doesn't seem very Jesus-like to me. But in John 12, verse 45, it says, or Jesus said, The one who looks at me is seeing the one who sent me. Or in other words, if you want to know what God looks like, look at Jesus. Or maybe I could put it like this. As you're staring at Jesus, you are seeing the creator of the universe. So when we see Jesus, we can get to know what God is like. In Jesus, we see a God that not only loves his friends, but also loves those who persecuted and harmed him. In fact, he would prefer to die for his enemies rather than see them suffer. And yet, in the Old Testament, we do see examples of God's violence. So does this mean that there are two different gods or that God has mood swings? I don't believe it does. 
but that God will move and act differently within different contexts and different eras of history. But we can be sure that his heart is of love for us. As it says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 to 8, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who has loved has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is a key bit. God is love. So it's clear to me to see Jesus is to see God, and God is love. So we can be assured that when we read scripture, Jesus isn't out of control, but he is demonstrating out of his divine nature that he is a God of love, but sometimes the shape of the Father's love may seem different to what we expect. Let me tell you a story, and I hope this will help bring this to light. So when I was very young, I remember trying to put my fingers into an electric socket um, in my home to see what would happen. Now, I know this isn't the brightest of ideas, and I think my dad agreed with me because before I managed to get my fingers trapped in the socket, my dad grabbed me and shook me and shouted in my face, said, do not be so stupid. And I was only five or six at the time, and my dad's physicality and his loud, loud voice frightened me. But I can now see that I didn't, he didn't want harm to come to me, and he was doing it for my benefit. If my dad had gently walked over to me and said nothing and just given me a hug, there was every chance I would have stuck my fingers in the socket the moment he left the room. And sometimes a shape of love is a hug, and sometimes it can look like something a bit different. I believe that Jesus took the situation at the temple so seriously that he had to make a scene to get the attention of the people. Like in my story, tough love was needed to be safe. I want to bring you another illustration. Here is a, a piece of fruit and here is another piece of fruit. The pear is no more or no less a piece of fruit than the apple and vice versa. They are both fruit. They both look like and taste like fruit and they are 100% fruit. And this is the same of love. God, who is love, may show love in very different ways, but love is still love. There have been many times in my life when I felt the gentle love of God and at other times he has brought correction and guidance to me. But this has always been part of his plan. Sometimes love takes the shape of a hug or an uplifting word but sometimes it takes the shape of discipline or correction. It looks different, but the shape is still love. In Hebrews 12, uh, verse 6, it says, The Lord disciplines the one he loves, or the ones he loves. And he uh, chastens everyone who accepts, he accepts a son. One of the practices I try to apply when reading the Bible is to read a verse with the awareness that there are another 31,000 plus verses sitting alongside that one that I've just read. So understanding what God is saying within a single verse can be weighted against the rest of the Bible to get a better, better understanding of who God is. And I believe that reading through verse 2, verse 2 of John, and bringing into awareness that God is a God of love. He's a loving Father. We can be assured that we can fully trust and depend on God who loves us so much that he allowed his son, who he loved, to die for us instead. As I mentioned a little earlier, my passion is to see people know Jesus, 
to know him better and to know that they are loved. I believe that people who would not necessarily call themselves Christians or churchgoers, but who are searching for answers are some of the coolest people I know. It's such a good thing to be open to being um, aware of God and open to God or open to spirituality and, and keeping those doors open. And I think if this sounds like you, I think I'm okay to say that um, Sean and Abby and someone else you may know within the church would be happy to share with you about the life of Jesus. But sadly, I am at the end of my time with you, but I would like to pray before I leave, if that is okay. So thank you, Lord, that you are love. You are just and you are good. Thank you that your plan for us is to prosper us and not to bring harm to us. Yet you discipline the ones that you love. I pray for my friends at St. Tom's that they may know you as the Father that loves them, protects and guides them. And may they know the riches of your love, the eternal hope that you've given through the continued blessing through your son, Jesus. Amen. Okay, everyone, that is about it for me. And I just want to say thank you for allowing me to speak and may God bless you throughout the com coming week. God bless and goodbye.